is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Get your lineup set. It's time for Start or Sit. Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. All right, we got the AFC home games today, and I am really looking forward to previewing the Baltimore-New Orleans game. Fellas, is that the most interesting game on the slate in terms of fantasy? I don't know if it's the most interesting in terms of fantasy. Yes, it is. No, it's not. There's Cincinnati, Kansas City should be fun. Well, I shootouts. Think, I think Lions the, and Dolphins. That could be one. No. What about Giants, Falcons? Oh, I'm not talking about the highest scoring. I'm talking about the toughest start-sit decision. But scoring is where it's Dolphins. at. Lions and Dolphins. Scoring is where it's at in fantasy. So, of course, those games are going to be more interesting. Okay, fine. Hi, Jamie. I agree with you. It's the most interesting. Yeah, that's my boy. All right, all season long. CBS Sports is delivering the best fantasy football advice directly through the Google Assistant. You'll be able to compare players and get insights into who to start, sit, add, and drop. And we will turn to the guys, Dave, Jamie, and Heath, today to find out how this works later in the show as we will have a little quarterback debate, and we'll bring in the Google Assistant for it. I want to talk about Dave's trade chart today. Some fun stuff there. Some emails at fantasyfootball.cbsi.com. Let's we'll start with the big news. T.Y. Hilton practiced in full. And he's got the Bills. He's got one of the toughest matchups. Do we expect T.Y. Hilton to play? And are we starting him? Yes to both. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, I've got him as a low end number two wide receiver right now. There's some risk, but I think they'll move him around enough and he just needs one play. They've been doing that a lot. They've moved him plenty and I think that's smart of them to do and they, that's what they should continue to do. And you saw a great receiver score on Tredavious White last week with DeAndre Hopkins. So it's not yes, he did. foolproof. And would you start any of the Bronco? Like, you'd start David Johnson over him, but what about uh, Sanders or Lindsey over T.Y. Hilton? Yes. Yep. Oh, yeah? Okay. Um, Dalvin Cook practiced in full. Is he going to play, and are we going to start him? Yes and maybe. Yes and flexish. Flexish is the good way to call it we don't know yet how much he'll play we might not find out how much he'll play um matchup's not bad but workload is a major concern yeah for dalvin cook would you start dalvin cook or royce freeman cook cook unless you hear anything differently about um dalvin's situation i have him ranked i think one spot higher than freeman Lindsay or or cook Lindsay. Lindsay. I will go Lindsay. Christian Kirk or Dalvin Cook? PPR Kirk. Standard. Uh, I might go with Cook. That's I'd go up. Cook. All right. Heath? I think I'd go Lindsay in both. No, uh, Christian Kirk or, or Dalvin Cook? I Yeah, Lindsay. He answered your question. Isaiah Crowell did not practice. <laughs> Do we expect Isaiah Crowell to play? Yeah. Yeah, he pulled this stunt yeah. last Don't week. know how good he'll be, but he'll play. Robbie Anderson and Terrell Pryor did not practice. Quincy Anunua is out a few weeks. Oh, my God. What am I going to do without those guys? I okay, own Jermaine Curse in our podcast league 14-team PPR. He is 10% owned. He had nine catches for 94 yards on 10 targets last week. You get a lot of work. I've been starting Terrell Pryor all year. Dave, you hush. Uh, Derek Anderson's gonna start for Buffalo. I'm sure you've been starting Derek Anderson all year. I have. Yeah. I've been starting Anderson and Pryor all year. Uh, Julian Edelman was limited with a heel injury. Do we think he plays? Yep. Yeah. 
He'll play. And CJ Uzama was limited in practice. He'll be at Kansas City. We think he's going to play, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. A sneak peek at that game. Your stat of the game is about CJ Uzama. Five straight tight ends have had 57 or more yards against the Chiefs. That includes Jeff Hireman and Niles Paul. So maybe Uzama can get there. And Rob Gronkowski. And Rob Gronkowski, yes. Uh, do you expect these players, Muhammad Sanu and Calvin Ridley? They're practicing on Thursday. So I, I think they've got a chance to, to make it to Sunday. That would be bad for Justin Hardy, who I've also been starting every week this season. <laughs> How about Leonard Fournette this week? Haven't been starting Fournette because he's been hurt. Nope. Oh, no, he's not going to play. All right, we're Dave. Starting to, we're starting to think that it's going to be the bye week. Uh, or after been like the bye week. Wow. Yeah. Dave, let's talk about your trade chart. It's fun. I like it. It's cool. It's neat. Thanks. I do it for you. Thank you. Appreci- much appreciation. Some of the things that stood out to me, and you, or you can take it away and talk about the things that uh, stood out to you or the things you've gotten the most feedback on. But um, how about Keenan Allen? He's your 23rd-ranked wide receiver on the trade chart, and that's basically rest-of-season rankings. We also have an email, why, are, why is Dave so low on Keenan Allen this week? I think you have him around 24th. That email is from Chris at fantasyfootballtbsi.com. Yeah, he, he, he hasn't been productive. We haven't seen him with – you know, we, we see him with better games in PPR, obviously, because of the volume, but doesn't have a lot of touchdowns this year. Uh, does he even have a game with 100 yards? He might have had one in week one. Yeah, one last sure. week. Oh, 100 total. He did have 100 total last. Um, but he, he hasn't been dominant and he certainly hasn't even been, I don't know, top 20 good. Last week he was, but for the most part he hasn't been. So yeah. that's baked into his value. And right now he's a good, I would argue that it's a good time to try and trade for him. Uh, th- this week I think he goes off. Well, it's I'm a good worried time about to, him this week. It's a good time to trade for him, Dave, but you have him 23rd, you know? So, That's what Dave does. He puts him low in the trade chart. Now he's going to make a bunch of offers for him and say, look, this says it's a good deal in the not, trade chart. I'm actually not going to make any offers for, for Keenan Allen. So I think, I yeah. think if you trade for Keenan Allen, that's the value that you should give up for him. Guys, do you still, Jamie and Heath, do you still think Keenan Allen is a top 10 wide receiver? I think he's going to go off this week and put himself back in that spot. I don't think he's quite top 10, but I do think that he's top 15. Why so optimistic this week, Jamie? Because Malcolm Butler stinks. He's not going to see it's, a lot of Malcolm Butler. It's going to be though. interesting to see if it, what they do because they put um, oh, what's his name, the kick returner, the, the Dory Jackson. Dory Jackson. Uh, Dory Jackson's not bad. He he was on John Brown last week, and uh, John Brown didn't do much. He's up and down. Butler's been terrible, but Logan Ryan is their slot corner, and he's been very good this year. And I'm worried about him lining up from Allen every time Allen plays in the slot, and that's where he plays the most. So that's what worries me. Keenan Allen, non-PPR, last five games. Six points, two points, six points, nine points. Last week he had ten points. He had like 40 rushing yards. Yeah. Which is just not a part of his game on a on a regular basis. I think the Chargers are trying to get him going. It wouldn't surprise me, to Jamie's point, if, if Phillip Rivers kind of feeds him a little bit going into the bye week and they try and scheme up a short yardage touchdown for him. But I don't want to count on that. And Well, I just I, – I know the volume's been there, but the numbers haven't been. I think the under – underrated reason for that is he's a volume receiver and pa- Philip Rivers has not been a volume passer. Four of his last five games, he's thrown 30 passes or fewer. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard for Keenan Allen to be good if Rivers is throwing that much. And, and that's the reason why I don't have Rivers as a top 12 quarterback this week. I don't think he's going to have to throw that much. 
All right, other things on the trade chart. Sony Michelle has the ninth highest value among running backs. So you have Sony Michelle as a top ten running back. Yes. Okay. That is true. He's been really good. Uh, I recognize that there are a couple of mild concerns with him. If he fumbles, what happens? If he hurts his knee, obviously, then all this magic that he's got goes away. But he's just, he's playing so well. He's in such a great spot. There, there isn't anybody coming to take his work away from him. He's the lead back in New England. We've seen some amazing running backs as the lead back in New England put up huge numbers and it's his turn. And this could be the beginning of a nice, long, prosperous season, maybe career for Sony. So of course he's going to be valuable. I wouldn't worry about him fumbling. They don't really have anybody else that they could turn to. I know, but we've seen it so many times with the coaches when when a rookie running back fumbles that they want to teach him a lesson and all that crap, and then James White can end up being the guy for a game or two games, something like that, until Sony pays his penance. I just don't want to see it happen. It's Like I said, it's a mild risk. It's not a big risk. All right, maybe more interesting on the running back trade value chart, Tariq Cohen... It's pretty high. I, you have him with uh, basically the same value as. I miss the same value as Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell. Bell. Yeah, right. So it's Tariq Cohen, Le'Veon Bell, Carryon Johnson, Carlos Hyde, all basically the same value in non PPR with Cohen and Bell slightly ahead of Carryon Johnson and Carlos Hyde in in PPR. So it seems like um, you're buying into Tariq Cohen. How can you not? We've seen it now over the last several weeks where his playing time has gone up. Jordan Howard's has gone down. This offense might be skewing a little bit more toward the past than the, you know, prehistoric style run game that we saw from Chicago definitely last year and, and toward the beginning of this year. But he has one game with more than five carries. He's just, he does a lot as a pass guy. He does. And Trubisky is starting to take a little bit more of the workload in this offense. They're not leaning on Jordan Howard. And their defense let him down last week. So they had to go and do a, um, aggressive mode offensively and Howard wasn't a huge part of that and Howard fumbled at the goal line last week anybody else uh this high on Tariq Cohen in the Le'Veon Bell I mean the other guys I mean carry on Johnson Carl maybe you're just kind of lower on on Le'Veon Bell than everyone I don't know uh that's definitely what it is Bell carry on Johnson Carlos Hyde Jamie what do you think about that group I mean at this point is there really much difference if this continues between Tariq Cohen and James White if this continues, I guess not. I mean, two straight games with seven catches. It's pretty, pretty awesome. That's, that's basically the same Cohen. thing. I mean, White doesn't typically get a lot of carries. He's doing a lot in the passing game. So, I mean, there's obviously a bigger track record for him, but I just feel like if kudos to Matt Nagy, uh, for how he hid three Cohen in the preseason, which yep. hurt us. <laughs> um, you know, you go back to the offseason and, and the things that they were saying about him and then the way that they used him early in the, in the preseason and, and, um, those performances, it uh, it made you a little bit nervous about Cohen. But this is, I think, what their hope was for him all along. And if this, again, if this is, he's not going to obviously score. He's he's got 53 PPR points in his last two weeks. He's not going to do that. But if he can be five catches a week, I think that's realistic. If he could be five to ten carries a week, I think that's realistic. With what he's going to do with those touches, I think there's a big similarity to what James White's doing in that offense. Could it be that he ends up doing, if he gets more opportunities, could he, this is going to sound stupid, I probably shouldn't say this, but could he come close to 70% of what Alvin Kamara did last year and be that guy? Sure. 
It's a good okay. thing I said the seventy percent part. Uh, James White does have a little more value on the trade chart. He's oh, he should. I'm not saying that they're the same guy. I'm just saying like this is what James but, White does. Right. Yeah. And there is concern that James White, if he does, you know, late season, Sony Michelle's doing this thing, he could get very limited touches. So his value isn't quite as high. And I just, I, I, I'd love to get your takes on Le'Veon Bell. And you tell me what you think Le'Veon should be worth on this trade chart because every week, when, when the news came out that he was definitely coming back week seven, uh, his value went up. He was worth 20 points on the chart, which is pretty good. That's close to a low-end number one fantasy running back. And now that there's no guarantee he's going to be back and there could be a roster exemption and James Conner has played really well, and I'm kind of big on Conner at this point, uh, I, I put Le'Veon down here. And I, I think anybody who, who acquires Bell is taking a chance that he won't be. Uh, that You're taking a chance that he will be what he was, but there's also a chance that he won't be. So the, you shouldn't have to give up that much in trade for him. Heath, we haven't heard from you. So, so he's, so Le'Veon Bell's in this group with Tariq Cohen, Carrion Johnson, and Carlos Hyde. I, I think I've made my feelings on the Le'Veon Bell situation pretty clear. I have no flipping idea, and I don't think anyone else does. <laughs> but would you give up? Do you, I'm not do you trading think he's more for Le'Veon Bell. I'm not trading him off the two or three teams that I have him on. I, I don't, right. I don't, I don't. Like, no one's going to come at you with an offer of, if they come at you with Carlos Hyde for Le'Veon Bell, you're probably going to laugh at them and say, I'm just going to, I've made it this far without Le'Veon Bell. I would take that in a heartbeat. Keith, would you take Carlos Hyde especially for Le'Veon Bell right now? Especially if you go. No, oh, no, I'm saying. You would take, you would take you Bell. Would take, you would, would rather take Bell. Bell. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But if you're Heath and you've got Le'Veon Bell, you're not going to take no, Carlos no, Hyde. No, 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 anybody. Right. I, yeah, I don't. I think it's close. I think if you need a running back bad, you can take Hyde for, for Le'Veon I, and non-PPR. I think we've wasted like six hours of this podcast this year talking about Le'Veon Bell and, <laughs> None of it has been, and it's not our, like, it's not necessarily bad. No, we have it's to talk important. about it. Yeah, it's, it's, important. It's, it's helped nothing. Yeah. Um, well, if people do need help hiring, they can turn to ZipRecruiter. Because, you know, drafting Le'Veon Bell, third overall in our, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings draft, like I did, uh, you know, back in, whenever that was, Labor Day, that was not smart. And holding on to Le'Veon Bell and just expecting him to be back by the end of September, that was not smart. But using ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT to hire the right person, that is smart. ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. For all of your hiring needs, ZipRecruiter is an outstanding site that is rated number one by employers in the U.S. ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT is how you try it for free. ZipRecruiter does not wait for candidates to find you. It goes out and finds them for you by scanning thousands of resumes so you don't have to do all that legwork, identifying the right people for you, right skills, right education, right experience for your job, and ZipRecruiter actively invites them to apply. You will get qualified candidates and you will get them fast. So listen, if you're hiring now, if you think you're going to be hiring in the future, please try ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. That's how you try it for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. That is ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Uh, all right, quick round of emails here, and then we'll get to starter sit in a little bit. Sean in Kansas City says, 12-team PPR league, would you swap uh, any of these guys out for Philip Lindsay? Would you start Lindsay over any of these guys? Ezekiel Elliott, Mark Ingram, Mike Evans, Devontae Adams, Tyler Boyd, Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, Dev- Devontae yep. Adams, forget about him, he's on a bye. I would start, well, I would start, oh, so what does he mean? Uh, for just, I don't know why he put it. Would you start Lindsay over anybody that 
Adam just named. Mark, Mark Ingram was the one that jumped out to me. Yes, I you would I would start him over Ingram, but I assume you're not starting Adams on a bye. So if you have to start all but one of these guys, <laughs> yeah, you I don't know why Adams, Adams. Was, was on this list. So yeah, start Lindsey over Ingram. I yeah. wouldn't. I would. I would too. All right. Two say yes, one says no. This is from the man, the myth, the legend. That's really take some stones to uh, call yourself that in an email. Uh, if we're worried about Watson, are we worried about Watson going yes. forward? Yes. Yeah. Not this week. Uh, going forward. What do you mean? I I wouldn't want to start him. We this are. Week. We are not starting him this week. We are not dropping him or anything. You I, definitely want to have a second quarterback if you have Watson as your starter. I think we mentioned he's got you know he's got a unfavorable schedule plus some injuries plus a bad offensive line. So the question from the man, the myth, the legend was, should I look to trade DeAndre Hopkins with these Watson concerns? Um, I mean, if you're going to get something great in return, then sure. But, you know, don't just give him away because you're afraid of Watson missing time because it doesn't seem like he's going to miss time. No, and I'm not overly concerned about Watson's schedule. He does, like, it's bad this week, and he's got a couple of tough games, but the last Jacksonville game is not even the fantasy schedule, right? Yeah. Right. This is his worst matchup remainder of the season. And Dave has, not to say he doesn't have some tough matchups, but... This is the worst one. Dave has Hopkins fifth on the trade chart behind Brown, Thielen, Green, and Devontae Adams. Very, very close, though. Tightly packed bunch. Uh, Brad from Iowa and Kenny, Iowa. And Kenny? I don't know. Kenny? Based on your advice from Tuesday's show, I'm holding the Ravens DST in my 10-team league. However, the Chargers DST is available, and I see they're a top three DST in all of your rankings. I currently have six running backs on my roster. David Johnson, Hyde, Alex Collins, Smallwood, Lamar Miller, and Chubb. Would you drop, let's say, Smallwood, Lamar Miller, or Chubb, or the Ravens DST to pick up the Chargers DST? I'd drop Chubb. I would not. I would either drop Chubb or Miller. It's a 10-team league, so getting one of those guys back, and honestly getting the Ravens DST back are all well within the realm of possibility. So what would you do? Thinking about it, processing in my mind. Keith, you would do what? You would stick with the Ravens or you drop the I, Ravens for the Chargers? I'd start the Ravens. I've kind of had it with Lamar Miller. And given the depth that you have at running back, I don't know if there's ever going to be a week where you're absolutely going to start Lamar Miller. I agree with you. Guys. I would drop Chubb and Miller and pick up the Chargers DSD and something else that could help you. The uh, only no. reason I wouldn't drop Chubb is because he has Hyde. Okay, then so just drop Miller. That's fine. And I think Chubb is a good stash right now. I mean, in a ten-team league, it's harder to stash. I guess to get hurt for him to have. I don't know. I think he does, but I. But we've also seen Hyde get hurt. Yeah, he's not going to get. I'd be surprised. Back to me, Jeff Tyler from Grand Rapids, Michigan. I'm running the show, people. Yeah, dear okay, big boy. (laughs) You you must think that you was that email from you, the man, the myth, the legend. (laughs) Dear Paul, Gene, Peter, and Ace. That would be kids. Those are hardware stores. Should I start AP Jordan Howard? Corey Clement or Marlon Mack? AP for me. Peterson. Um, Peterson. This is Adrian Peterson. All right, news and notes. Khalil Mack is day-to-day. Hopefully he plays against the Patriots. Ryan Tannehill could miss at least a few more games with a shoulder injury. I don't know if there's a concrete timetable here, but. He's out for week eight. He is out for weeks. Are they on a bye or they declared him out? No, he's out for week seven and week eight. They've already okay. ruled him out for next week, too. All righty. Thank you. Um, Robert Turbin mispractice. I like that as a Marlon Mack owner. Darren Sproles did not practice. Denver. They're with saying a- Sproles is getting close though. So that fun two-headed backfield that we saw in Philly. 
It's going to be three heads. Yeah, yes. that's bad for, for Smallwood. It's bad for Smallwood. It's bad for Clement. It's bad for all of them. Denver without two starting offensive yeah, linemen. Sure. Sorry. Denver without two starting offensive linemen, and Arizona's offensive line is beat up. Tonight's game, I cannot wait for tonight's game. Just so excited. Um, New England right tackle Mar- Marcus Cannon is recovering from a concussion. Cincinnati left tackle Cordy Glenn was limited with an ankle injury. Eagles right tackle Lane Johnson did not practice. Uh, Kansas City could be missing two offensive linemen. Uh, they will certainly be missing Duvernay Tardif, but Mitch Morse also has a concussion. Minnesota left tackle Riley Reef missed practice. So Denver, Arizona, New England, Cincinnati, the Eagles, Kansas City, Minnesota, some of the teams dealing with offensive line injuries. Anything here really fantasy relevant? Nothing yet. Nothing yet. You'd like Denver's line to be a little healthier going into this game tonight, especially given the matchup, but it should still work out well for Lindsey and hopefully for Freeman too. Dallas linebacker Sean Lee could return this week at Washington. And Saints cornerback Marshawn Lattimore was dealing with a concussion, but he practiced in full. And that's He's great gonna news. Play. Great news for them. All right, it's time to talk start or sit. Let's have a little quarterback debate for week seven. All right. So uh, I want to show everyone a great way to get some fantasy advice. People, I hope you're using the Google Assistant, which, by the way, does a lot more than just answering fantasy questions. It happens to be a great app. This is a very small part of what the Google Assistant does. Helps keep me organized every day, actually. But for fantasy purposes, download the Google Assistant app on your phone and say, Hey, Google, talk to CBS Sports. And then you can ask a start, sit, add, or drop question. I really enjoy using it. It's really a lot of fun. It is quick. And uh, we're going to show you how it's done. But let's have Dave, Jamie, and Heath debate. Kirk Cousins at the Jets. Or Jared Goff at San Francisco, and then we will let the Google Assistant chime in. All right, uh, Jamie, why don't you start? Kirk Cousins or Jared Goff? I like both. I think both have top five upside, but I, I'm going to go with Goff here. Um, I, I just think that I like what uh, our, our colleague Pete Prisco Drink said on um, <laughs> FFT yesterday on our video show that Sean McVay had his uh, run game, and he got that out of the way, and now it's going back to what, he wants to do most is throwing and this 49ers secondary is awful uh all but the great josh rosen have gotten at least 250 and three touchdowns or 425 and two touchdowns it's such an unbelievable matchup for jared goff that he could let cooper cup sit and have a field day so uh, i love 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 the upside for goff this week all right dave i'd love the upside for goff if he had cup but without cup that's one less target that I can count on in that offense and we did see them run the ball very well San Francisco's run defense I wouldn't say that that's outstanding even though they did a nice job against the Packers last week kind of um the Jets ever since they lost Jermaine Johnson their pass defense has really taken a turn for the horrible um Blake Bortles almost 400 yards passing two touchdowns 27 fantasy points Case Keenum Almost 400 passing yards, two touchdowns, 25 fantasy points. Andrew Luck last week, 301 yards, four touchdowns with three picks, uh, 30 fantasy points. So Kirk Cousins has a healthy receiving core. I think he goes in there and he lights him up after his offense ran the ball well last week. Um, the difference is that his running back situation changes a little bit with Dalvin Cook being there. I think Kirk takes advantage. And isn't Adam Thielen going for an NFL record? With 100 yards on Sunday. Yeah, but we've seen Cousins have, uh, I'm sorry, we've seen Thielen have great games with Cousins. Cousins having very average games. That's true. Yeah. We saw it against Philadelphia, and I think we saw it last week as he well. He hasn't set the record yet. No, Six he straight? needs one more wow. game with 100 yards to, to, to break the it, record. To tie it. He's, I, oh, no, I think he tied it already. 
All right. Uh, one way or the other, it means something. <laughs> the Jets secondary is really bad. And uh, I think Stefan Diggs is a monster game as well. So if I love Diggs and I love Thielen, got to love Cousins. All right. Go ahead. I Heath. ceded my time to the senator from Illinois. <laughs> my goodness. All right. Uh, <laughs> real quick, golf or Cousins? They are both in my top four. I like Cousins slightly better. I think it's just a little bit more likely that the Rams run it 150 times and Todd Gurley goes for 200 yards. But they are both fantastic options. They really are. Uh, and uh, Got to check on Buster Screen because it hasn't just been Tremaine Johnson. Buster Screen's been out also for the Jets, and uh, they've been depleted in the secondary. But let's see what the Google Assistant has to say. So, all right, going to get the app out now. Hey, Google, talk to CBS Sports. Hi, this is CBS Sports, and we are using our fantasy football computer projections and expert rankings to answer your start, sit, or add, drop questions. Ask a question like, should I add Austin Eckler, or should I drop Philip Rivers? You can also ask us to choose between two players. Should I start Kirk Cousins or Jared Goff? Jared Goff is projected for more fantasy points than Kirk Cousins. What else would you like to know? Uh, Heath, what are your weekend plans? I am going to Orlando for the food and wine festival. Plan on trying about 40 different types of beer. That's Pretty a typical lot. weekend for me. I've never had 40 types of beer. I don't know that I've had four. No, that's, uh, I'm sorry. I will have a couple extra for you. Enjoy it. All right. That's good stuff from the Google Assistant who can't tell us what Heath is going to do for the weekend, but can tell us who to start, who to sit, who to add, and who to drop. And you can use the Google Assistant app or, uh, on, on any type of phone, Google Assistant on Android all season long by asking, Hey Google, talk to CBS Sports. And each week we'll tackle key fantasy questions, so submit your questions at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com or at CBS Fantasy on Twitter to have your questions answered on CBS Sports HQ live. New Orleans is at Baltimore. Hands down, I think we all agree, the most interesting game on the fantasy schedule. Stat mm. of the game. Aren't, aren't the Patriots playing the Bears? Uh, that is actually pretty interesting. Yeah, that to me that's more interesting. Less interesting without Khalil Mack if he doesn't play, but yeah, he'll play. He'll be there. This is really fun. Um you've got two great run defenses. You've got a team that is terrible against quarterbacks, that would be the Saints. You've got Drew Brees on the road where he's had one terrible fantasy game and one great fantasy game. But uh your stat of the game is that the Ravens allow three point six yards per carry to running backs, the fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs. And only one touchdown to a running back all season long, and that was Royce Freeman. All right, we will get to Ingram and Kamara in a second, but let's start with Drew Brees. Start or sit Drew Brees? Low-end starting option. If you can get Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, Carson Wentz, you start them over Brees. If you have Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, Patrick Mahomes, you start them over Brees. With you all the way, Heath. Every single last quarterback you said. You said Dalton? Yeah. Yeah. And I would also start Cam over him in a four-point for passing touchdown. I'm there with you, too. Uh, I think the concern is twofold. Number one, obviously, Breeze playing away from the Dome. That offense in general typically isn't as prolific as they are when they are at home. And two, Baltimore's defense, I don't know if you heard. Uh, they destroyed Tennessee last week with 11 sacks. Forget that. They've got a really talented secondary that can match up well with the receivers in New Orleans. 
and they've got a good pass rush that can get to Drew Brees. So this is this is not going to be an easy situation at all for the Saints. I, I almost think that they come into this one trying to lean on their run game a little bit more, or at least their running backs. Have Kamara catch passes, have both of them run, have both of them catch passes. Just try and lean on that element of their offense. Okay, so you would you wouldn't start Flacco over Breeze, would you? No, no. Okay. Um, Stafford or Breeze? Last one. Breeze. I don't I don't like Stafford that much. Breeze, but it's close. Oh, sorry. Now here's the last one: Eli Manning or Breeze? Breeze, Breeze, Breeze. Okay, now the last one: Mitchell Trubisky or Breeze? That one's close, but I'll go. I have Breeze higher for now. So he's higher than the waiver wire guys. All right, then Ingram Camara. Which one do you like better? Camara, Camara. Yeah, by a lot. All right, Jamie. uh, Then talk about that by a lot. Does that mean you're sitting Ingram? No, but he's uh, he's he's closer to twenty than he is to ten. It's just a tough matchup for him going against that Baltimore defense. And we'll see if they use him a little bit more in the passing game, which will be the hope. It's you're not completely benching him, but it's just. It's a tough matchup. I mean, Baltimore's run defense, I think, is better than their pass defense. Yeah, Baltimore allows the fewest fantasy points to running backs, the second fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. Um, so we already said you'll start a guy like Philip Lindsay over Mark Ingram. Would you start uh, John Brown or Michael Crabtree over Mark Ingram? I would not. And PPR is close, but probably not. I would not. And without which getting... running backs, which yeah, non-obvious yeah. running backs are you starting ahead of Ingram this week? Like James White is going to be there for you guys. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And Lindsey Cohen. Cohen. Yep. Carlos Hyde. Lashawn McCoy. Uh, Hyde in non PPR. In PPR, I'd stick with Ingram. Brita. McCoy. Wow. McCoy. Brita, yes. I'd go Brita in non PPR, but not in PPR. What about? He said. Yeldon? He said McCoy. I really want to talk about that. Would you guys all start McCoy over Ingram? I like the volume that we've been getting out of Lashawn McCoy, and the matchup is obviously good. I'm I'm not there. I can't do it. I would do it in PPR, but not non-PPR. Oh, uh, really? Because Ingram was a big-time pass catcher last year. Last year, and so was McCoy. Um, no, but not this year. Well, I mean, in the games where he's been good, he's caught passes. Caught like five, I think, five passes the last two weeks. All right. I think there's good in one of them. I think they're pretty much a wash in terms of games that or balls they catch this this week, but I. Who's more likely to score? That's Neither. the thing. In- Ingram. I, I think Ingram is more likely to score. Not that I don't know if either of these guys are going to score, but I think Ingram has a little bit of a better shot. I'll say McCoy's like a bit more likely to score. Oh, all right, all right. So uh let's not get too cute. I mean, Kamara, I'm assuming he's going to be like 95% started, and um, he's a top 10 running back in non-PPR, and he's top 9 in PPR. So I, I guess you could... Theoretically, have James White and one other guy, one other stud that you, like, James White or Kamara. Last question about these running backs. Kamara, Kamara. Okay. So, um, how about uh, Michael Thomas? No, got to start him, right? I can't get away from him. Yeah, but I would definitely lower expectations. Any other Saints passing game participants that you're starting? No. Nope. Okay. Uh, Flacco. How good is he this week? Top 15. Good streamer. Yeah, I think he's fine. My problem is there are, there are other streamers that I like more. 
But if you missed out on Eli and Trubisky, you've just been sleeping because you missed out on Jameis last week too. But yeah, <laughs> you you could pick up Flacco. I don't think Jameis is a streamer anymore. He's right. He's pretty much but, a but he was guy. widely widely available over the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I would start Flacco over to Sean Watson. I would also start him over Stafford. Uh, I agree with you on Watson, not Stafford. Same, um, but I would start him over Baker. And maybe you guys feel differently. I don't know how you guys really come out on Baker Mayfield, but I think Flacco has a better chance to get you closer to 24 fantasy points than Baker Mayfield. I would take Baker, but it's close. Uh, would you start Watson or Flacco in a four-point per passing touchdown league? Flacco. Watson. Uh, I'm going to go running. Flacco. I'm going to go Flacco. Watson had one game we didn't run. Yeah, no, he's it running. It was last week. Last week was the only game. but he, And he didn't. He was on the injury report last week. And Dak Prescott just went for 80 yards against Dak. I don't know if Houston's going to do that. Let him do that. If they did, that's smart well, of I mean, them, every game every game this season I'd, but one, he went for 40 plus or 36 plus rushing. Yards. Right. And so the correlation that I have, not to get on a tangent, sorry, Adam, but okay. I think the fact that he's playing hurt and not running is – you know, not a coincidence. No, agreed, but he's practicing full, so you have to take that for what it's worth. All right, then, let's go over to the Ravens uh, running backs. kind of stinks because Collins coming off 19 carries, didn't do much with him, 54 yards, but he scored twice. Now facing a team that allows 2.8, I think, yards per carry yep. to running backs. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, tough matchup. Are you are you starting Collins or Buck Allen? I'd try to not start either one of them. Agreed. Collins got off to a really terrible start last week, too. Uh, 10 yards on his first six carries. They stuck with him. I think, I think they want to stick with him, but he didn't play that much more snap wise than Buck Allen. I'm probably starting Collins as a flex in most leagues. That's but as good as it behind is. Behind Ingram. In your opening he's been, scores. He's been non-existent in the passing game the last three weeks, which yes. is a little troubling because he was at least being involved the first three games. And there's starting to be a little bit of talk in Baltimore about Gus Edwards. Oh, Gus the run. bus. That would he, be a big he, mistake. <laughs> he is not that good. Um, no, but they're 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 looking for options. He got ten carries last week. It was in garbage time. But he, yeah, he was um, okay. To the uh, to the wide receivers here, um, the Saints allow the most fantasy points to wide receivers, but they are almost always better against number ones. Lattimore does a good job. Mike Evans had a huge game, but Landry didn't. Julio Jones. Had a good game, 96 yards, but not as good as Calvin Ridley, and Sanu outscored him too. Odell Beckham, seven fantasy points. Sterling Shepard, 15 fantasy points. So this team gives up a ton of points to wide receivers. It's often the secondary guys. What do you think about Crabtree and John Brown? Well, who's the secondary guy? I don't know. You tell me. Right. That's the problem is that target-wise, you would think that uh, maybe Crabtree's a little more consistent. They talked about feeding him last week and this week. That they they want to have him be a regular component in the offense. Um, maybe that's a sign that they don't think John Brown can keep being a threat downfield, and he's more of a shot play type of receiver. And they feel like Crabtree can be more consistent. So, are you starting either guy? Are you starting I think, both guys? I think Crabtree is the one that you should be more nervous about. But they're both ranked as like low end number two wide receivers slash flexes. I think Willie Snead's a great player. I think he's, he's a great sleeper. Yes. Hey, yeah, that's what I, I'm talking about. I'd rather start Crabtree. He's had more targets than John Brown ever, or the same every game but one. And the, the one, one, the one game yeah. was when John Brown had 14, but Crabtree still had 12. Yeah, I like Crabtree better this week. Uh, but it, they're, they're borderline start. I don't know how many people are excited about starting them. Well, I mean, they have an amazing matchup. 
On one hand, yes. On one hand, no. If you don't know who the number one guy is, where's Lattimore going to go? That's true. That's true. Yeah, Willie Sneed, the most consistent player in fantasy, and he's participating in the most interesting game of the week. Uh, you should probably avoid the Baltimore tight ends. This appears to be a strength of the Saints, and plus it's the Baltimore tight ends. But they allow the fewest fantasy points to tight ends, and they've played O.J. Howard. They've played Njoku. They've played Hooper. They've played Reed. Tennessee is at Los Angeles. Stat of the game, according to mentalfloss.com, it is illegal to lick a toad. In Los Angeles. So do this not. This game's being played in London. Oh, so don't feed the pigeons. My bad. Don't feed the pigeons in Trafalgar Square and don't lick toads in Los Angeles. And this is an early game, right? It's a 9.30 game? Yes, this is one of those Woo! games that you were talking about. Fired up. Wake up and watch football. Marcus Mariota, don't start him. Tennessee running backs? Don't start him. Don't start no, him. No, I, I, Dion Lewis is the best, but only in PPR. So. Is he the best? <laughs> It's not exactly start all Chargers, but it's sit all Titans, right? Yes. I may flex Corey Davis. Why? I, I may <laughs> you have don't to. have anybody else? Everybody else is on bye? No, I mean. And it's a 20-team league? Go pick up Jermaine Curse. He'll be better than Corey Davis this week. I'd rather start Corey Davis than Jermaine Curse this week. Uh, Willie Sneed or Corey Davis? Willie Sneed. Sneed. Uh, I'll take Corey Davis. Does Willie Sneed remind anyone of the game Snood, the computer game? Remember Snood? No? You making this up? Eh, it was big when I was in high school. It was a lot of fun. Uh, by the way, the movie Hereditary was not good. Don't, don't see it. Um, Philip Rivers. Alright, little difference of opinion here. Jamie's got him sixth. Heath and Dave have Rivers around twelfth. I think Dave has him thirteenth. No, I don't. Where do you have him? Uh, thirteenth, I think. What? Did you move him down? Like two days ago? Yeah. No. No. Unless I failed to do it in one of my ranking lists. <laughs> okay, that you have him fifteenth. It says here you have Philip Rivers ranked number one. Jamie. Um, I have 15th in non PPR. (laughs) What is he in PPR? He was 6th in PPR. (laughs) That's where, that's where the mistake was. 15th in PPR? Um, alright, Rivers is 15th. Am I the high guy on Rivers? 14th and 13th. Oh, okay. Why are we getting away from Philip Rivers? Because I think Philip Rivers can get away from high passing volume. I think, I think Tennessee's defense needs the buy in the worst way. Just after how they played last week and how I think they'll get beat up again this week, their offense can't put points on the board. So I think the Chargers can continue to roll with a conservative game plan, leaning on Melvin Gordon and uh, Austin Eckler. One touchdown to Keenan Allen. That's all he's getting. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it's more of a volume thing. He only threw 20 passes last week. And... That might be his only pass. <laughs> one pass. 80 yards. He was one of one for three yards. All right then. Um, Melvin Gordon, we're starting, and Keenan Allen is. People are going to start him. So, is there anyone else that you want to start on San Diego on on the Chargers? Playing in London. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't feed the pigeons. Um, no, Mike Williams has been too inconsistent. You can't trust Tyrell Williams despite last week's game. So, I mean, it's Gordon, it's Allen, it's. Maybe Eckler's flex. I think it's a fun game to rank Deion Lewis, Austin Eckler, and Derrick Henry. It's Eckler, space, 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 lots of space, lots of space. Any more space? A few more spaces than any Titans guy. I will go Lewis, Eckler, Henry. Wow. In PPR, I could see that. But in non, I'll go Eckler, Lewis, Henry, and I don't feel amazing about starting any of them. Deion Lewis sometimes catches passes. The Chargers have allowed 50 or more receiving yards to three running backs this Since year. Since week one, he has one game with more than three catches. 
I said sometimes. Um, Week one like counts. One. Week one counts. It's the third of the season. Two out of six okay, games. Okay, so so two games. He's had more than three catches. Yes, I'm just that. Sometimes thirty three percent is sometimes. So it's like football pill. Uh, Tennessee has allowed a hundred yard receiving games to Kenny Stills, DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, and Alshon Jeffrey, plus ninety three yards to Michael Crabtree. So come on, Keenan Allen, make it happen. Uh, Chargers DST is top four. Titans allow the third most fantasy points to opposing DSTs. So if you're making a FanDuel lineup, why don't you throw in the uh, Chargers DST? Because it's not on the slate. Oh, the because it's at 9.30. God, hey, yeah, this game's in London. It's at 4 or o'clock. Play it early. No, you, first of all, you can play slates with it. Yes, you can. So, it's just not so the main that. slate. It's not on the main slate. It's not on the main slate. That was a terrible segue. All right, let me do a better segue. <laughs> uh, I think you might want to avoid Mark Ingram in FanDuel this week. How's that? Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Heath, do you have any FanDuel values you'd like to talk about? I, I still think Taylor Gabriel is too cheap. So I will definitely have some of him. I think we talked about Jermaine Curse already, so I'll definitely have some of him. I'm going to play almost entirely all of the Jameis Winston, who is still underpriced and a top two quarterback for me in FanDuel scoring. And I don't know that there's a running back that I really love that's under. I liked Latavius Murray a lot if Cook was going to be out, but I don't think he is. So Adrian Peterson may be my favorite running back under 6,500. Okay. So, you know, if you're frustrated with your season, uh, you know, two and four, one and five, oh and six, it's a great time to start playing FanDuel. Um, and, uh, you don't, you know, you don't have to worry about, oh, I, uh, went up against the team that scored the most points and I had the second most points, so I lost. No, if you score a lot of points, you're gonna win some money. And in our contest at FanDuel.com slash FFT, it's only five dollars to enter and you can win five hundred dollars if you get first place and there are more payouts after that. But that's FanDuel.com slash FFT. You also get a $5 bonus when you make your first deposit on FanDuel. That's for new users only. Bonus is not available for withdrawal. And, for withdrawal and uh, state and age restrictions apply. For full eligibility rules uh, and terms and conditions, go to FanDuel.com. And please go to FanDuel.com slash FFT. Get signed up right now and make your first deposit for a $5 bonus and compete against us. Houston's at Jacksonville. Stat of the game, DeAndre Hopkins in two games against the Jaguars last year. He had 29 targets. He caught only 11 of them, but he did score two touchdowns. Starter sit, DeAndre Hopkins. Must start. Start, but don't play him in daily. Oh, thank you. FanDuel. Starter sit, any other Texans? No. Uh, start the defense. I don't mind Kiki QT. In PPR as a Agreed. flex, maybe if you're in a little bit of a pickle, you can use them as a number two wide receiver. Um, the one thing that caught my eye from what Bill O'Brien said this week is that Watson has to get the ball out faster. So I wonder if they try and mandate a lot of fast throws after the snap. And that would benefit QT the most since he's running these slot routes right over the middle of the field. You think it'd be too QT to start him over Demarius Thomas? In PPR, I would go with QT. In any format, go with QT. Would you start, um, or would you, would you drop Will Fuller for Kiki QT? Rest of season. So, it's interesting that we're going to talk about Fuller. Uh, I'm not ready to drop him. I think he looks okay. And he almost had a deep touchdown last week. He was overthrown. Didn't he draw Uh, pass interference or something? He did, and yes, he did. Um, in the end zone. I, I don't think it has to do with his health. I do think it has to do with Deshaun Watson's time in the pocket. 
and I, and also it's Kiki QT. Look at the numbers for Fuller since QT's arrived. It's gone a little south. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, well, over the last three games, QT has like 17 more targets, 16 right. more targets than Fuller. Again, they're they're going to lean on those shorter routes, and that takes away the deep ball for Fuller. They need what they need to do is get Fuller involved on the shorter routes too. Run run some rub plays I, and screens. I just to get don't him think going. he's as good at those as QT is. All righty. Getting too cute to have Fuller do it. Let's get to the Jaguars here. Uh, Bortles or or Watson? Bortles. I think I have Watson higher. I have Watson higher, but it's really close. Jamie, For what would you start? Sportsline has Bortles as a top ten quarterback uh. ahead of Brady. Jamie, would you start Bortles or Watson in four point per passing touchdown leagues? Bortles. Yeah, hey, right. Bortles runs as much as Watson does. Yep. Um, no, he doesn't. It's not far off. Is it? Wow. Okay. Uh, let's see. Blake Bortles this season has. 188 rushing yards. Mm, that's pretty good. Not quite as much as Watson, but not far behind. No, Watson has be 203. So okay. he's 15 yards shy. Oh, wow. That's pretty sneaky. Bortles has given you at least two fantasy points as a rusher every week. All right. He's been their most consistent running back. But TJ Yeldon, uh, Houston allows 3.4 yards per carry to running backs. They're maybe a little vulnerable in the passing game. What do you think about Yeldon this week? Must start. If he plays, I start him. And any Jacksonville wide receivers? Westbrook has a flex. Yeah. Westbrook or QT? Um, I prefer Westbrook. How come? I think they're kind of similar. I'll take QT. I think the matchup's much better for Westbrook. I think it is too. So in non-PPR, I've got Westbrook a spot ahead of QT. I think the Texans are sneaky bad against wide receivers. They haven't really. Oh, they're not them. sneaky bad. They're they've been fortunate. I they played Buffalo last. Yeah, week. they haven't played that many good wide receivers, but the good ones have been good against them, like very the, good. The problem is that you don't know which Bortles is going to show up, and you don't know which receiver is going to be yeah. the one who could end up being the best one. And like, that, that I, offensive line for Jacksonville is is bad. I mean, it, the the, the only is. thing that's saving them is the Texans' offensive line is worse. <laughs> Um, Jacksonville DSD is top two, and Houston's DSD. All right, let me make sure I have this right, because maybe I was looking at PPR with the DSTs like I was with Rivers. Uh, the Texans, Jamie's got them 13th, Dave has them 5th, and Heath has them 2nd. Yeah, I mean, you've seen DSTs do well against Jacksonville on the road. Okay, that's true. Um, uh, we missed one sneaky play, and he's a very sneaky play in DFS. Okay. James O'Shaughnessy. Mm-hmm. O- O'Shag Hennessy. What's that? that? Re- O'Shag Hennessy. You know that reference? O- O'Shag Hennessy. Um, That's key. Austin Safarian Jenkins is gone. God, Niall you guys Paul are lame. Is gone. Yeah. You guys are lame. You don't know Key and Peel. It's like their most famous bit. You got to look it up. Substitute teacher. Okay. That was much more important than whatever I had to say. O'Shag Hennessy. Yes. James O'Shaughnessy. <laughs> DFS sleeper. Cincinnati at Kansas City. Stat of the game. I already gave it. Five straight tight ends have had 57 or more yards against the Chiefs. And, uh, Ozama is up this week. Um, all right. I'll just get him out of the way. Is Ozama a top 12 tight end? Yes. Close to it. Yes. Better in PPR than none. All right. Can I Ozuma into the end zone? <laughs> uh, Ozama or Jordan Reed? Uzama. Uzama! Reed. Uzama or Olsen? Uzama. I have Olsen. Olsen. 
Okay. So they're the same range. They've got some safety issues in Philly that I think could help Olsen out. They've got some safety issues in Kansas City. (laughs) That's true. That's a good point. Andy Dalton, top 10, as high as 6 for Heath. Uh, Heath, you love Dalton this week. It's funny. It's like I feel like teams are just running all over the Chiefs, and they haven't been brutal against quarterbacks since the first couple of weeks. Um, Does that concern you at all? It doesn't at all. Does that concern anybody? That they haven't been brutal against quarterbacks? Since the first couple weeks, they haven't. I mean, Bortles had 22 points on 61 attempts. Brady had 23 fantasy points last week. Um, Yeah, but I mean, with four teams on a bye, if Dalton gets 22, that'll put him in the top 10. I, that is an interesting bet. I think, I think, uh, more than 10 quarterbacks will score 23 points. Six point per passing touchdown league. What's the bet? The bet is you have to go two weeks without showering. <laughs> I'm halfway there. I have no hot water, people. Wait, wait, wait! I want to clarify. More than ten quarterbacks not named Andy Dalton yeah. will score more than twenty three fantasy points. No, or can Dalton be one of those ten? Yeah, he could be one of them. Twenty two fantasy points does not get you in the top ten. Okay. That's tough because let's, Wilson, let's, let's Roethlisberger, bet. and Rogers are all out. That's right. That's part of it. What's yeah, bet? that's tough. Uh does it have to be a, a stakes? Can we just have a fun bet? I, I'm bad at stakes. Can't cook them. Uh, you think about right. it. It'll be one of the 12 lunches you owe me when you come down. No, I just want to know if you think Dalton's going to have a good game or a great game. I think he'll have a good to great game. <laughs> okay. Very, very good. Joe Mixon is going to have a great game. He usually does. They That's are what so bad against the run. OMG. AJ Green's top five. Starter sit, Tyler Boyd. Must start. Must start. Tyler Too Boyd. Too much volume to ignore. Raheem most start. <laughs> Tyler Boyd or Sammy Watkins? Boyd. 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 Boyd, uh, Boyd. Watkins is the, uh, Boyd. Watkins is the only tough one in this game, right? Yeah. What's so tough about him? Oh, he's good. But you right. guys have him I think, outside I think the he's top a flex. I know he let you down last week, but. I, I still anybody in in Kansas City's offense deserves at least flex. Start him over the guys in the Texans Jaguars game. Even DeAndre Hopkins. Ooh, that's not, a bold not, call. Not that one. Not that. <laughs> oh. Um, all right, here's the fun. Here's so. Would you start Sammy Watkins or Derek Anderson in Superflex? Uh, how many points what for are a pass you doing? touchdown? I don't know. I'm just having fun with it. Uh, I'd go. How many points for pass touchdown? Five. Doesn't matter. Five? Yeah. Kind of a league, isn't it? Anderson. Anderson. <laughs> okay. Minnesota's at the Jets. Stat of the game. The Jets have allowed 100 yards or a touchdown to 10 wide receivers in six games. So obviously we're starting the, the, uh, Minnesota guys, but also that tells you why we like Cousins as a top five quarterback. Uh, Minnesota running backs, what are we doing? I am so disappointed in you. Why? How did you not sing Minnie and the Jets? Minnie and the Jets. Oh, that's a good one. You're right. Because I was going to let you do it. You sang it last week. Yeah, you really disappointed me. <laughs> um, Galvin Cook for me is a mid-range flex. Latavius Murray is not too far behind him. But I don't really want to trust either of them. All right. How about Sammy Watkins or Cook? I have Cook higher. I guess I'm a little more optimistic, but I'm... I want to see what they say about him and how much more practice he has the rest of the week. If he makes it through full practice, I think he's a number two running back. I would start Cook in non-PPR, Sammy and PPR. Alex Collins or Cook? Cook. 
Cook. Collins. Ingram or Cook? Ingram. 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 Kyle Rudolph or Uzama? Uzama. Rudolph. Uzama. Uzoma. Uzuma. In general, like, you just, Rudolph, we need him to score. That's typically been what he's yeah. been his entire career. There was a time earlier this season where he was getting nice volume and his yardage was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He actually has had a very tough schedule. He has faced the, the Niners in week one. He's caught one pass. It was a touchdown. They stink against tight ends. But his other five games, Rudolph's other five games, are against teams that are currently in the top ten in fantasy points allowed to tight ends. Um, now, give me one second. I'll tell you where the Jets rank. But as we do that, uh, let's I mean, I can tell you what Rudolph's done the last three weeks. 18th. The Jets are 18th against tight ends. No, we know what Rudolph's done. It's not I mean, much. consistent diet of five, six targets a game. Uh, the Jets running backs. We're sitting Darnold. But the Jets running backs, Powell or Crowell, first of all, who do you like better? Crow. Powell. Powell. <laughs> and uh, would you start either of them over Dalvin Cook? No. No. Uh, yes. Which one? Crowell. So you would rank the running backs Crowell, Cook, Murray, Powell? I don't know how you have the others ranked. Yeah, I think that's exactly... Um, actually, I go Crowell, Cook, Powell, Murray. It's a good okay. run defense here. Uh, Minnesota, seventh fewest fantasy points to running backs, 3.8 yards per carry to running backs. Todd Gurley, the only running back with more than 60 rushing yards against the Vikings, and there have been three others with 16 or more carries, and they haven't been able to get to 60 rushing yards. So uh it, this is not a game where we're super pumped about the running backs. That's the bottom line. We're is this, super, is this yeah. one of like the, one, the top five run offense against the top five run defense? The Jets have a top five run offense. They they might, but I mean they got the free space already this year. So the Lions? No, the and, Broncos and the they had them both. They had them both. Um, yeah, they're they're the Vikings are going to destroy them. <laughs> All right, so then that means there's going to be some passing. What do we do about the Jets wide receivers? The Vikings are going to destroy them. But I mean, you could you could look at Curse as a as a number three receiver in PPR if he's going to get that type of volume, but they don't have any bells to throw to at this point. If he, Robbie Anderson's healthy, he's a boom bust flex, and he's going to get Xavier Rhodes most likely. But I bet he doesn't get him alone. I I bet he they tilt the safety coverage a little bit more toward his side of the field. Curse, I think, on volume could get you. I'll be safe and say six for sixty six yards. Fair estimate. Detroit's at Miami. I did not have a stat of the game. For this oh, one. but that's okay because I've got a scene from the Lions bye week to share with everybody. Okay, by the way, uh, Vikings DST is top four. All right, Dave, yeah. take it away. Uh, I, I need somebody to scene of the somebody game. to to role play as an assistant who watched all the film of the running backs in Detroit, and I'm going to be Matt Patricia. Okay, I will be said coach. Uh, okay, so be that coach. I watched all the film of the running backs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Carry on, Johnson's really good. Mm. Oh, like, that's Garrett Blunt sucks. Yeah. What about Theo Riddick? Yeah. He catches passes. Mm-hmm. You can't see my dimples because I have a big crazy beard and my pencil's really yellow. It is. I, I don't, I don't care what your film says. Rookies can't be the lead back for this team. We're going to use three running backs. So I don't think this actually happened. Nah, 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 nah. No, that's exactly what happened. Transcript. That's exactly what happened. I guarantee you that they're going to be stubborn about this and they're not going to give carry on Johnson the majority of the workload. We're going to continue to see carry on and LeGarrette Blunt go 50-50 in carries, and it's going to frustrate me and drive me crazy, Adam. So is, it's the most ridiculous thing in the world. 
I, I think when Carrion gets his 12 to 14 touches, he will do way more with them than what Garrett Blunt does, but they want to keep Garrett Blunt in action. They want to use him at the goal line. I, I don't get it. I hate it. Who's your favorite running back in this game? Uh, it's Carrion. And I think I've got him ranked as a number two running back, but it's going to be toward the low end of the number two range. He should be, he should be the guy, but until we see it from them, I just, I, I, I have just, three I, running backs I wanna, in this game, my top 30. I almost want to send an email to Matt Patricia. I don't have his email address. Are you still doing the thing where you just don't acknowledge the things that I say? What? To right? Matt Patricia. <laughs> what? Uh, I, um, <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> All right. So let me, uh, let me ask some questions here. While we're on the topic of the running backs, all right, who is everybody's highest ranked running back in this game? I have Karen Johnson as a top fifteen guy. Uh, I have Kenyon Drake. Wow. What? Really? Discuss. I think he's going to catch passes and he's got a great chance to break a long run. And he's he's my number one running back in this game. I have Frank Gore ranked higher than Drake in non PPR. I am giving him more work. (laughs) I have to make that call in one of our leagues and between Gore, Marlon Mack and Kenyon Drake, I have to start two of them in non PPR. Right now I have Gore and Mack. That's how I would do it too. Yeah, that'll be our next game we preview, by the way, the Colts game. But look, the Detroit, Detroit, in my opinion, is the worst run defense in the NFL. If they're not the worst, they're, they're one of the worst. The Dolphins give up a ton of points to, to running backs, but those running backs usually get either a lot of carries or a lot of receiving yards. Carryon Johnson hasn't really done either of those things. Um, but we know he's really good. Uh, all right. Uh, so, so, so Jamie, as the high guy on Carryon Johnson, or you and Dave both have him ranked as the best running back in this game, who are some running backs you would start Carryon Johnson over? Mark Ingram. Wow. And Dalvin Cook, obviously. And, and Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I would uh, go Cook. I would go. I have Lindsey one spot behind him right now. Um, I, I would definitely go carry on over Jordan Howard, Alex Collins. Would you start Carry Johnson Freeman. or Marvin Jones? I didn't hear the first name. Carry on Johnson or Marvin Jones? Oh, carry on easily. Yeah. Okay, carry on or or Galladay. Galladay, Galladay. Yep. Carry on or Tate. Tate, Tate. Mm-hmm. Drake or Tate. 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 Love Tate this week. He's the best receiver in this game. Uh, Tate in PPR. I think I'd go Tate in, uh, they're basically tied. What's your projection for Kenyon, if you don't mind me asking, Heath? Uh, 40 rushing yards, 30 receiving yards, and about a 50-50 shot at a touchdown. How many touchdowns does he have this year? One, I think. Off the top of your head. Drake? I'm gonna guess one. Drake has the one receiving touchdown and one rushing touchdown. So two. Yeah, but he fumbled at the goal line, so he loses a touchdown in that. <laughs> so you have only to subtract one. one. Yes, yeah, that should actually be a fantasy uh, <laughs> a goal of a fumble at the one or closer, and you lose six points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would suck. Uh, so we're but everybody's going to start Galladay, and everybody's going to start Golden Tate. Are you going to start Marvin Jones? No, nope. All right, are you starting any anybody in the Miami passing game? Wilson as a third receiver in deep release. Yeah, I, I'd start Wilson as a number three. I. I think uh Brock Osweiler is going to lean on him. And very uh underrated last week because of what Wilson did was Amendola had eight catches. He did. How do you feel about Stafford? I do not like him. Borderline starter. Okay. Borderline starter. 
But I think this game is by far the heart. And I, we were talking about the most interesting. The reason I think this game is the most, most interesting is because it's by far the hardest to figure out uh, the script. Because yeah, Brock Eisbleyer could come out and just throw three picks in the first half, and Matt Stafford could throw 18 passes. And then on Johnson probably is a top 10 running back. How many games does Matthew Stafford have with 18 pass attempts max? I, I would assume very few. His lowest game is 26 pass attempts, and that was against Green Bay. So he's a low-end starter. I just want to finish up with Frank Gore here. Uh, what do you think? I mean, if he gets 12 carries against the Lions, he really could have a nice game. And, and he's been averaging over five yards per carry over his last two. I'm starting and him. I he's can't been getting it. more work than Drake. Yeah, yeah. I I think he's I think he's like a safe seven points in non PPR with a with a chance for a touchdown. Yeah, I think that that's I think that's not a bad call, Adam. I've got him for an eleven for fifty four. Okay. Nothing in the receiving game. One for six. Well, that's something. All right, sixty total yards. Buffalo at Indianapolis, your stat of the game. Andrew Luck is outside the top 20 in pass attempts of 20-plus yards and pass attempts of 40-plus yards this season. doesn't really matter. just kind of interesting. Still not throwing the ball downfield. Um, starter sit, LaShawn McCoy. Start. Number two running back. Low end number two, yeah. Is he better than the Dolphins guys? Yes. Yes. Is he better uh, than yes. Carrion Johnson? No. Yes. I've got him a spot ahead of Carrion. Uh, LaShawn McCoy or T.Y. Hilton? Shady. Uh, Hilton. I'll go T.Y. McCoy or Marlon Mack? Shady. McCoy. McCoy, but it's close. Alright, so that's the only bill worth looking at. Andrew Luck against the Bills who have recently held Kirk Cousins to 11 fantasy points, Rodgers to 16, and Watson to 7 in 6 point per passing touchdown leagues. Start or sit, Andrew Luck. Start. I would rather start Eli or Dalton. Wow. I'm with you on Dalton, but not Eli. I, I think Andrew Luck is just going to continue to do what he's been doing. I don't think the Colts try and get cute and try and win this game running the football. I think Andrew's passing is is in their DNA. And no matter what the game script is, you're going to see him attempt 40 passes per game. And when he attempts a bunch of passes, he does pretty well. And his accuracy is... It wasn't good last week. There's no question, but it was. It's generally very, very good. What are your he expectations? He makes his receivers very good for Marlon Mack. Huh? What are your expectations for Mack? I think we'll get about 15 touches and be around 70, 80 total yards. He averaged 7.4 yards per carry last week against the Jets. I think that speaks to the Jets' defense a little bit more than it does to Marlon Mack. But the 12 carries, I think, is going to be right about where you'll find him. He's still not. Dominating playing time. Well, I mean, his first game back after a three-game out. But I, I just I think they're going to continue to use multiple running backs. I, I would agree. But you, have, you have Turbin injured. They didn't play Wilkins, and I don't think this is a game of chasing points where Naheem Hines is going to play a ton. So game flow, game script, I think will matter for Mac here. And now that he's presumably healthy, which you know who knows what time it is in Indianapolis. Whenever you're listening to this, you may have tripped and fell and hurt something. Um, <laughs> this game's in London. <laughs> uh, well, they're still in Indianapolis, regardless. Um, he should be he should be in line for a decent workload this week. All right, and the it, Bills, for what it's worth, they've allowed a touchdown on average in, in their road games this year. Uh, the Eric Ebron is must start. So, uh, which DST do you like better, the Colts or the Lions? Colts. Colts. Oh, I'm sorry. So, we have to get away from Chester Rogers, right? 
I, w- I would try to. I like the young slot corner that Buffalo has. Taron Johnson is his name. He's been playing pretty well. Um, and Rodgers is certainly volume dependent. I think he might have that. Okay. Do you want to say one thing, Dave? I cut you off there. I feel like we're going to get fooled with the Colts DST. I'm coming to grips with possibly tanking them in the rankings. Just a dumb feeling that Buffalo knows what they're doing with their quarterback situation. And they stay competitive in this game with Indianapolis. Uh, Bills DST or Colts DST? Right now it's the Colts. I've got them both top 12, but I'll go Colts. Colts for sure. We are out of here, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. I thought we had one more game. We do, Jamie. Who is playing? Gotta go by. Bye, Jamie. Bye, Heath. Heath, have a wonderful time at Epcot. He oh. just straight up walked <laughs> out. Heath, have a wonderful time at Epcot. Oh, he he, he said thanks. Oh, okay. And Dave, uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow for AM, yeah, for the be, NFC home games. We will talk about those home games and over the weekend. You want to answer some emails? Uh, is that a yes? Uh, yes. Uh, Not this isn't your thing to do. Well, then do it. Oh, no, 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 no.